Welcome. You are now tuned into the Textually Active Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Textually Active. Textually Active. Your weekly dose of conversations about navigating the digital age while dealing with friendships, relationships, and all the ships in between. I'm Rez and I got Measy with me. Rest in peace, Brianna Taylor. And E is on the boards. And if you're watching on YouTube, which you should be, we have a beautiful face joining us. This is A Rich Book. That's good. Thank you for having me. I'm so Thank excited you. to have you here. How you feeling? I mean, you know, I'm flabbergasted. Okay. I'm taking them back right now. So okay. It's okay. Enjoying the moment. All it's right. Just, I'm taking it in. I mean, you really I'm with celebrity podcasters, y'all. Yes. Okay. Hey, no celebrity when you see one. Meezy, you gotta take it in. Uh, yeah, I'm humble. You know, I don't even want to put myself like <laughs> I just want to let y'all know I own my masters. I mean, she said off cam. So you, she said if you are, if you in North Carolina and you ain't come on TA, you ain't really doing nothing. That's what she said. I said it. Yeah, quote so. me, tweet me, tag me. That's what she said. So, um, you know how you know I'm the friendly co-host. I'm the one who is always making friends, is, always meeting true. new people. I live up to my name. Let me tell you a little something. Um, a rich book sent me a DM back in 2018 because I answer my DMs respectfully. And she's like, hey, I have this dope podcast for the love of millennials. I would love to have you on here to share your story. So is that episode still up? Yeah. It's, it's still up. up. So if you want to hear that, go back to her podcast for the love of millennials and tune into that. But anyway, she reached out to me. We really hit it off. We had a good show. We had fun. We laughed. We joked. And um, she's my internet friend. And, you know, we're in this mode with TA where we're just bigging up millennials. And I mean, a rich book is a millennial. So you you love you love <laughs> I, a little millennial. Yes. For the love of millennials. Chill out. Put some respect on us. So after last episode, I was like, you know what? Like while I'm feeling millennial, she has a podcast for love of millennials. Why not bring her on the show so that we could talk more about millennials and parenting specifically but before we get to that do you want to tell us a little bit more about yourself yes so my name is a rich book and i am all things connecting so i connect people to new ideas new situations solutions um and new perspectives i host for the love of millennials podcast as well as the a rich book show so you'll hear different conversations versus for the love of millennials is about bringing people like yourselves on like res was a guest on there where she's able to share her it factor and then the average book show was more so my perspective my thoughts on growth and becoming better so definitely i'm here because i'm a millennial mom of three little girls so i am a busy busy person you got four jobs right i mean you know she don't work hard she is a job Okay. You know, I'm the business. I'm trying to, you know, like differentiate. And you are. So what's funny is Rez's episode is called Get You a Rez. <laughs> it's on it's season two, episode 13. Let's see. Let me see what I wrote. Oh, shoot. It's about to play. Hold on. We don't want to play it right now. We just want to see what I wrote about Rez because she's so funny. <laughs> Delaware born and raised. Rez is a non-traditional student. 
and a podcaster by night. She pursued a career in education and went right into working into childcare. She loved kids. Tell her to come I watch love, my kids. I love the kids. Come watch my I kids. I love the kids. She went into, decided to pursue a different career after losing her passion for teaching as teachers didn't have the freedom to teach what they wanted. Mm-hmm. Yo, I remember that. We tried to record it when I was driving, yep. was driving back from, from Jersey. Jersey. <laughs> and I was like, yo, I definitely think we could record this while I'm driving. No, it definitely didn't work out. And I like stopped and got Starbucks and everything. So that's crazy. Hosted by... You and Meezy. That's uh-huh. crazy. It was good. Look it was a look good at, episode. Look, look, at, look at how I get tagged into that. It's always. <laughs> always. My friend. My friend Meezy. Well, thank you for for coming. Yeah. Thank you for driving all the way from Raleigh to be a guest. Absolutely. Um, You, you had something in your bag. Oh. I, I just. Um, I got gifts. I got presents. I ain't, I, ain't the, I ain't nosy, but. I mean, y'all ain't got to call me, you know, <laughs> Santa or nothing. You ain't even got to call me Jesus. Just call me, you know, your sister friend. Okay. Get from Santa to Jesus. Wow. <laughs> I mean, you gotta throw it in there. Believe what you want. So I brought you guys some for the love of millennials merch. Bro, ain't nobody ever okay. bought us merch. For I'm the love it. of I'm millennials. Go I got you that denim, that denim right there. That you know, that oh. denim softens you up yeah. a little bit. Oh. And then E on the boys, I got you this black one right here. Oh. What? Listen, if y'all come in on TA, the bar has been set. It's no longer in hell. Um, You got to bring us stuff. Um, (laughs) This, for the love of millennial, man, listen, I love this. Thank you so much for bringing us gifts. Attention. (laughs) Niggas, share the post. Uh, We like to drink. I like potato chips. Them wise onion rings is my shit. White claws go off. Truly, tequila, You got to bring something, not just yourself. Yeah, don't don't Uh, just come with your two arms swinging. uh, I love it. Free something, because I know a bunch of you niggas is running shit, doing shit, services. Give us free something. Man, I'm just here to serve, and I I think that's what we miss out on opportunities, right? It's an exchange of energy. It's an exchange of experience. And definitely, this is my way of thanking you guys for the opportunity to be here and chat it up with y'all. It's so. hard, bro. Right. I like it. I'm here for it. I'm aware of the whole show. And so before we get into the show, how you feeling, Mizzy? You feeling good? No. Okay. <laughs> Why? Like, uh, what happened? It's another. It's another. Did anybody see the weather? Like it's been. But trash. the sun's still shining though. It's been Which trash. He's been, been in his bag for a few. It's been trash. Oh, he in the bag. Okay. Yeah. Bag. All right. Um, I'm all right. You know. Thanks for asking, Easy. Um, Sorry. <laughs> How are you, Rez? Oh yeah. You know I'm doing all right. You know, just thriving and surviving. Okay. You know, um, okay. take care of home. Mm-hmm. It's lit. Mm-hmm. It's lit. It's good. But uh, speaking of taking care of home. You have a home to take care of, ma'am. I got a home. With three. A full home. A full home. <laughs> three baby girls. Three of them. And I noticed that you don't have any hair, so I know what that <laughs> means. Like, I know, because you had a lot of hair, friend. I- <laughs> you had a lot of hair, friend. So when I see you with that haircut, I said, oh, so them three babies have been wearing hair I'm all like, hair day. I'm like, y'all hair or my hair? <laughs> right? And they was just like. Sis, you gonna have to let that shit go. Nah, <laughs> nah, mommy, I need my ponytails. Wash day, mommy. <laughs> but what's funny is my my three year old and two year old they have locks. Okay. So when I had my locks, they wanted like we were all locked up. Like we were a locked up family. Um, and then my three year old, she didn't want to cut hers when I cut mine. So I'm like, you don't want me to comb them out? No. She's like, no. And like this woman was like, oh, I like your twist. She's like, they're locks. Oh, I'm like, oh. Love to see it. Okay. Love and then the two-year-old, she, of course, she wants to be like the three-year-old. So those are my two locked-up shouties. So you have a two-year-old, 
a three-year-old mm-hmm. and then you have one more how old is she she is turning seven so wow. and okay we'll talk about this but yeah she's turning okay. seven so we brought a rich book on because last week we talked about millennials and the digital stuff this week we kind of want to dig into the difference between parenting within generations because me and Meezy, we're not fortunate enough to have kids yet so we have to bring in other people that have kids Meezy, don't look speak at me. for yourself <laughs> this has been a fortunate that I don't have none I'm being the fortune that I have I get to keep the listeners up here I'm sure they just they snatched out their head like, like bitch you know you don't want to have kids I am very fortunate like, <laughs> that I do not have okay. relax so I wanted to talk about um, parents as a millennial especially with everything that's going on in the world um your situation being a single mother parenting those girls by yourself um so let's dig into that a black yeah. woman protecting three black women yes yo that's crazy because that was you just did my post verbatim did i yes didn't i put up a post it. yesterday didn't even read it and it was just like you know i don't want to talk about what's happening culturally around us but i did put that post up and i'm like look you got a black woman protecting herself and her three black daughters mm-hmm. who will become black women. Um, but all in love, right? So definitely I'm all things love, light, and experiencing. And when it comes to parenting, I want to start with um, a post that I put up for Father's Day. And so my father was, he was there, but he wasn't there. And he wasn't like a Debbie. He just worked all the time, but my parents were separated. So my experience was being raised primarily by my mother and, you know, seeing my dad on the weekends. So my dad and I had a really tumultuous relationship because I'm very outspoken. I'm very strong willed. And, you know, most people say to young kids, oh, you need to stay in your place. I'm going to question you. I'm going to ask you questions. I'm going to challenge you. Like, why does it have to be this way? Um, And I put a post up just saying, you know, we have to understand taking our children out of the pictures, you guys don't have any, but looking at our parents, that they were just kids like we were kids. They were growing up like we were growing up. And when I reflect on my parents, they were um, 28 and 25 when they had me. So Mm. my mother was 20 when she had me. And I think my dad was a little bit older. And I do remember like growing up and it's like, some things that you're, when you look at it from that lens, which is completely different, like I couldn't imagine being a mother now at 30. I don't know what it would be. Definitely at 20, man, mm-hmm. my foot would be out the window smoking mm-hmm. a cigarette too. Yeah. Like having a good time, yeah. still trying to be a mother. Yeah. But the part about not being able to express yourself mm-hmm. is a real thing. It mm-hmm. was a lot of, and it didn't necessarily come from my parents, but a lot of stay in a child's place from yeah. their older yeah. siblings or yeah. from your grandparents. Yeah. When you're just trying to be curious about what they're talking right. about, you're asking questions. It's right. like stay in a child's place. But I, I really genuinely right. want to know what's right. going on. Right. And I want to be able to express myself. Right. And I don't feel like we had that luxury right. growing up. Absolutely. And I don't. I have conversations with my children. And people oftentimes forget that my children are the ages that they are. And like people right now think my seven-year-old is already 10. And I'm like, nah, she's, she's only, she's six. And then my three-year-old, like their intelligence, their ability to communicate because 
that's what it comes to developing. Like, let's talk about it. Let's, let me hear your perspective. Let me hear why. Or if I tell them not to do something, let me demonstrate to you why not. Let me explain it to you why not. And so when people have come to my house, um, when I moved, so I recently just moved, bought a big ass house, y'all. Bought yes. a big ass house. So that's a whole nother, like, it's possible. It's a, it's so possible. But when my daughters, when, I, you know, you just moving, you're a single mom, the kids are everywhere. And I brought them all together. And I was like, Emery, Ava, Jace, tell me why mommy's upset right now. Or tell me what's the issue or why you're going to get in trouble. And my friends were like, just sitting around like y'all, they were like, let's see this. And each of them were even down to the two-year-old because I wasn't listening and I was running. And then the six-year-old was like, because you told me not to. And they're like, yo, they really just repeated back to you without you telling them what they did. And I'm like, because kids comprehend. But when you treat them as if they don't understand and they're subservient, you, you're limiting their their ability to think critically and to think further than than where you are. So, yeah. Yeah. I know that was like fire. a long winded nah, answer. That's fire. That's fire. I, was, <laughs> I didn't go hold it. That's cool as shit. <laughs> like, just to be able to like, like, you're probably mad, Magic. but you didn't have to express that. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because we're used to, if anybody's in this house is mad, they're gonna because they pay the bills. That's it. They take care of everything. You're gonna feel why everybody in this house is mad. Yep. And it's like yep. at some point we. That what you just did is what everybody's got to do. Yeah. You got to like realize, yeah. no matter what your situation is, it's reflective of the children. And they're going to be upset and they're going to find a reason yeah. to be mad at you because yeah. you mad at them. Yeah. Versus like, look, my fault. We've yes. been doing this. You ain't want us to do this. And we knew we weren't supposed to do it. You don't ever get that conversation yeah. with your yeah. parents. That's fine. And then we like have it. that conversation. It's like, all right, so if you know you're not supposed to do that, well, why are you doing it? Come on. I'm like, we better than that, right? And it yes, saves mom. you like a lot of time. Like, bro, I don't have to yell. I don't have to be upset. I ain't got to go get a bell. I ain't got to whip no ass. Right. I ain't got to then come see you later to <laughs> then have this conversation with yep. you again. Like, the only reason I was mad at you is because you. It's just like, bro, let's just save myself the headache. Yeah. Bro. I and don't you, even have to yell. I don't even have to do That's this. funny because in preschool, like teaching preschool for the amount of time that I did, I, I can't beat nobody kid. So talking to them and know, I know that kids are able to comprehend mm-hmm. the things that you are saying. I can't hit nobody else's kids, but I can talk them down. <laughs> so I can say, hey, come here. Why, why are you doing what you're doing? And most times they will tell you exactly why they're mm-hmm. doing everything that mm-hmm. you're supposed to be doing. Um, I know Eric laughs at me all the time, but I say I don't believe in like hitting kids because I had to deal with children in a class setting without hitting them and was still able to get them under control. Um, As I got older, I realized, you know, maybe sometimes you do need a little pow pow. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So I wanted to talk a little bit more about discipline. Yeah. Um, Yeah. How did you guys experience discipline as children? You got my ass whooped. You got your ass whooped? We got my ass whooped. I, I, if I like sit down and break this down, I was probably, uh, uh, verbally abused. Mm-hmm. I was probably mm-hmm. called all kinds of names. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it got to the point where it's just a thing black moms do. Mm-hmm. They don't, they only know lash out. Mm-hmm. And I think because as I go older and it becomes me, uh, it's just life weighing down on you. Yeah. And 
when you're in your home, this is where you're supposed to find peace. And when shit ain't how you want it to be, this is your boiling point to lash out. So I definitely want to speak to that. Um, but before I do, I definitely grew up getting my ass beat too. Yeah. Like getting my ass like getting my ass beat. And I'm talking about privileges being stripped from me. So a lot of my life experiences came from like this complete sheltered life and like as far as my formative years that caused me to make decisions out of like rebellion right because you like shit i ain't get to do whatever i want and now i could do whatever i want with no repercussion and then it gets old and then you like well this shit whack anyway and then you find yourself in different different environments and situations but what it comes down to on another podcast um i was on and i was explaining to them about parenthood and how I teach my children, like the most important thing that I'm instilling into my children is emotional intelligence mm. and self-love. Mm. And that's like even me as a mother, like things that I'm working on is my emotional intelligence, like improving because I was brought up. You whoop kids, like whoop they ass. Right. Like if my, not if they the not listening, beat they ass. Like my cousin, my cousin and my sister, they probably see this and laugh. They sent me a meme. Both of them sent me a meme. They said, nobody says, do you want me to beat your ass more than a parent ain't being no ass? And that's me. <laughs> I'd be like, do y'all want me to beat your ass? <laughs> and they just like, sis. You ain't going to do it. They sit back there. They probably roll their eyes. Sis. Like, like what you talking about? But then there are times where I do, where I have whooped them. Out of my, like, I don't know what else to do. And then I transitioned that. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try something different. Y'all might laugh at me, but I tried this for my my two-year-old, my three-year-old. People who know Ava. Ava is my no-limit soldier. She's the, the problem, yeah. She not, she not a problem oh, child. Romeo. She is. See, okay, so this is how I explain it. I never want to call, like, I don't call my girls, like, problem child. But if when my empire get old and I'm ready to go out this world, and I'm like, all right, sell this particular business for $5 million. Emery, my oldest, she's like, okay, we'll take it for $3 million. That's cool. My baby, Jace, she'll be like, well, shit, what's in it for me? Like, I don't <laughs> care. Just run me my money. But the Ava, the middle one, Ava get gonna the bag. Be, she gonna be like, my mama said five million. If you keep fucking with me, I'm gonna sell it to you for nine million. I'm sorry, I'm definitely cursing on Instagram, but she's like, definitely. girl, we cuss. <laughs> like, definitely, <laughs> like keep it. fucking with me. Like I'm gonna sell it to you for nine million. That's the one. That's your so shooter. That's my that's my straight that's shooter. shooter. She do not play. So I was like, all right, Ava. I said, what are you doing? Is that what mommy asked you to do? All right, bring it in. And she she was like. Yeah, she was scared. She was scared. scared. And I was like, nah, I don't want them to be afraid of me because we were ruled by fear. Mm -hmm. We were taught to fear our parents. And that's how we end up. Like, our culture is so, man, we just got a lot of healing to do. Yeah. And so, yeah. And I think it's a dangerous game when you play that discipline game. Because most times when you're disciplining your children, it's coming out in frustration. Mm -hmm. So it's not coming from a calm um, where you're level headed, you're able to respond. And I didn't grow up like getting, like, I don't remember getting my ass whooped, whooped. Like, I might have got a pow pow, or, and I could be lying because, you know, sometimes with trauma, you dig it away. <sighs> but anyway, it's true. It's but true. I do remember one ass whooping that sticks out in my mind, and I think it was the last ass whooping that I got. But when you see like the the rage in your parents' face, it's traumatizing. Like mm -hmm. getting whooped like that is 
it takes a toll on you emotionally. And when you grow up and you've been through that, you don't want to put your children through that. Mm -hmm. You don't want them to fear you because then it turns into relationships as adults where they can't tell you anything because they're scared of how you're going to react. Sad and thought about the ass whoopings you got. And then now as an adult rationalize, like fam, you the reason I got this ass whooping. It's not my fault you have to go to work and nobody was helping with me, helping me with my homework. Yeah. Like, man. Yeah. Like, and you, like, yeah. I got an ass whooping because my progress report was bad, mm. but you wasn't helping me do the shit. You just yeah. thought I was doing it. And yeah. of course, as a yeah. kid, I wasn't going to do yeah. the shit. Yeah. And that's why I wrote like that. My understanding with parents, like, even my parents, like, understanding, like, where they were. Like that was their path. That's that was the only way that they knew. And then when you look at their parents, they're just replicating. Like it's just Man. it's just a reproductive cycle. Like it's just repeating itself over and over. And so it's up to us to change those dynamics. It's up to us. So like now, my earlier this morning, I had to take my seven year old to go get her hair done. She was not listening. First thing, I'm like, did you do your affirmations this morning? Um, yeah, I'm about to go do them right now. She came back to my room in less than a minute. Bruh, did you do all them affirmations? Yeah, I did. All right, so what I'm about to tell you to do, you go get them affirmations. You're going to do them right here in my mirror. And if you if it takes longer than the minute that it took you to go upstairs to your room and come back, the hair appointment that you got is canceled. I said, so you got an option. You can go upstairs to your room and really do them, or you can go get them and bring them down here. Which would you prefer? Mm. Oh, I'm going to go to my room and do it. Mm-hmm. Again, still wasn't listening. All right, you did your affirmation. Now you're not listening. Okay, now you need to go sit down, do your affirmations. Now I have a prayer room in, in my house. So I'm like, now you need to go sit in the prayer room. Now you need to go meditate. It's a lot going like, on it's a lot because I'm like, you need to handle it. So when she came back, I'm like, okay, what, what, what did you come up with in your time that I need to take my time and I need to listen? I'm really excited. I know she's excited about mm-hmm. getting her hair done. I know that. But sis, that doesn't mean that you respond or react these type of ways. Emotional intelligence. But those are things that I'm learning myself. That I'm like, yo, if they can master this right now, Eventually. they'll be beasts yeah. mm-hmm. in business and personal life. But do you see, I think it, it comes with a level of patience that you have to have. because And I'm black sure, people don't have that patience. I'm sure whooping ass would have been way quicker than saying go Get like, your affirmation. You could have whooped his ass. Yeah. We can do these affirmations later. We got to go. Right. Whoop the ass. Go, right. go sit in the prayer room right. and pray about. Okay. All right. Yeah. But you know what else? As we were sitting here talking, which is very toxic, stop crying before I give you something to cry about. It's never, it's, it doesn't make sense. How I'm supposed. I'm already so crying. I, how now you telling me you gonna beat me if I stop if I if I don't start and you the reason I'm crying yeah. to begin with? It's the devalue. Yeah. Of children and their issues and their emotions, how they feel. Like if you if you told me that you was gonna give me something to cry about, that means you believe what I was crying about right now wasn't wasn't worth shit. And it's really so I got a story for that. That happened to me today. Just you, my three year old. She was sitting up. She was on her tab. Didn't make her take a nap. Didn't make her take a nap today. I'm like, I know I'm gonna be gone. Whoever is like caring for them while I'm gone, I need them to be on their best behavior. So I'm like, Ava, I'm going to need you to turn off your tablet and I need you to go take a nap. When you wake up, you can get your tablet back. Full out, crying, stomped up the stairs. Mm. I'm like, Ava, bring your ass back down here. Yes. Why are you crying? For nothing. 
No, oh. let's talk about it. Why are you crying? Oh, because you don't want to take a nap? No. Okay, not taking a nap or not wanting to take a nap is not reason enough to cry. It's not, it's not worth your tears. I said, because guess what? I said, when you wake up, what do you get? My tablet. So you understand. So in that case, so I know what you're saying. Like, if I'm crying, you call me ugly, you call me chunky or something, oh, and I start oh. crying, and, and you like, man, shut the fuck up. I'm going to keep it in a book. You, I'll whoop your ass. I'm going to keep it in a book. Ava might have a point. She might have a point. Like, I cry now when I... <laughs> like, if no, I don't get no. a nap, like, it's, it hurts. A nap is worth crying for. Like, right. As a three year old, but then teaching her, like, you're not losing. Right. Right. You see what I'm saying? You still get you're it. not losing it, not devaluing or taking her tears away, but you're going to cry. You know what happens? Because that's part of the emotional intelligence and the emotional balance. Right. You cry when you scrape your knee because you're in pain and you need me to, um, to help care for it. But mm. now, all you're doing is you're taking a rest. You're rejuvenating yourself. Let me help you understand the importance of this rejuvenation. Mm-hmm. That type of experience versus you're going to miss them naps, baby girl. You gonna, son, I tried I to take a now. nap before I came. Bruh, my best friend is here. She's like, bro, you got to get up. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, for real? <laughs> I said, I did say I was going to drive there, right? She's like, yeah, bro. Did you, you cry? Got... Did I cry? A little bit. No, I I I, I groaned. <laughs> I groaned. I was just like, yeah. Like, throw the covers off. You just throw the covers off. You like, Uh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So, your baby has a tablet. This is something else I wanted to touch on. Um, How free are you with this tablet? Right. What are we? Because she's crying about the tablet. Talk about about these kids today (laughs) are watching some of the wildest things. I've Like, kids today like to watch other kids play video games online. What not, is that about? Not ask for the video game so I can play it. Just use my tablet them. to watch the other kids play the game. So I, again, speaking, I appreciate you guys bringing me on to speak about millennial parenting. I am not the end all be all. How <laughs> I am choosing to raise my children is not conclusive. So this is only Average Books method of parenting. I like it. My kids don't do that. Mm. Okay? We... I'm I'm so different, y'all. I'm so different. So in, on my kid's tablet, so Ava knows Spanish. One time she started talking to me in Spanish, and I was just like, what? <laughs> because I had downloaded, put ABC Mouse on the tablet, but somehow it went into Spanish, but it wasn't in English. So she was playing like these games in, in Spanish. Spanish. Fire. And so I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to just leave it. My sister was like, oh, just leave it in Spanish. She'll learn. So I download, like I control so I give my kids what I call people controlled freedom. What does that mean? You get to have what you want. Like I'm giving you choices to pick from. So in my kid's head, they pick out their clothes every single day. But I put out three <laughs> These different shirts. These are your options what that you, you get to choose. What are you going to do on I'm the like, day when they wake up? It's rigged, mom. <laughs> I don't see my polka dot skirt and I want it. It's rigged. <laughs> no, and sometimes That's that happens. And then there are those days where they'll have on like a poofy skirt and like some some wild shirt and just being able to allow them that freedom because I'm like, okay, five days out the week, I'm telling them what they can wear without telling them what they can wear. 
and they're like, oh, okay. The, so the, the control freedom is like, you know, like on on the tablet, how the game just like create your player and they give you. I, that's like what I like in my head picture. Like she's actually the one playing the tablet game, but in real life, like here, these your options. You put your own outfit together, however you want to do it. But this is what you got to choose. You got that's three hilarious. shirts and three pants. That's which hilarious. Which ones do you want to put one. together? That's right, funny. and it don't like matter what you though. choose because it's all gonna look right. So like Emery, Emery. I don't do like social media or watch the news or whatever in my house, but she's on TikTok. And so I, and so she was just like, mom, the king died. I'm like, yo, I'm like, who? I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, yeah, Chatterwick, Chatterwick Moses. Chatterwick. Chatterwick. I'm like, who told you this? It's all over TikTok. So then like, I didn't understand TikTok. And this is where I like, I encourage parents. Like I will sit there and go watch Emery watch TikTok. I want to see what she's watching. I want to see who she's following. But when I learned about that from that, she's so open-minded. She's like, I'm about to go to Howard and then I'm going to play, I'm going to play his daughter in the next Black Panther. I'm like, I like that. Okay. All right. You want to go to Howard? There's a lot of pros that as adults, we don't get because we only, we know how to decipher the pros and cons and we are very attracted to the cons. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like we see that, Hey, if I show my ass, I can get a lot of attention, which leads to money. Cause I feel like everything everybody does now, regardless of if it's positive or negative, (laughs) it's for fame, Mm -hmm. which leads to some type of money, which leads to some type of status. And it's really your decision how you want to use your status. But I feel like that's what it is. So as adults, we don't get to see like Chaz McBoseman died is on TikTok. Right. And oh, this leads to, hey, maybe I could go to an HBCU. Right. Maybe I could right. do my dreams. Because right. we are right. fucking adults. We right. like, nigga, we saw what life is. Right. Our innocence is gone. Right. And we know what life is. And right. it's crazy right. now. Right. And in hindsight, we should probably still use right. our innocence until we die. Right. Like, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, absolutely. All of that. Just because you're 30 don't mean you can't go back to college. Just because you 45 yep. don't mean you can't start a business. Just absolutely. because you like it's motherfuckers in sixties having children. Like absolutely, you can always do what you want. There's mm-hmm. no time timing on anything, and I think that's what people don't understand. Like life isn't like this is just what it is. Oh my gosh! Because if we would have listened to our parents, I mean, <laughs> we would be get shit. married, have kids, raise your kids, put your kids through college. Tell them to get married. Tell them to have kids. Put their kids through college like that Man, same old cycle. Uh, and none of them niggas did that. Wait, wait. Listen. What? <laughs> what? Them niggas did not do that. Like. What? That's why I, I feel like I said this on another podcast too, y'all. I was like, I did what my grandma said. Okay. Met somebody. Got married. Had children. I was just like, hmm. This is not moving me forward. Wow. This is not moving me forward. And so people will say, what? And they say, well, I did get married super early, super young. How young were you? Um, 21. Wow. Oh, yeah, that is young. That was 21. the liquor talk. Uh, you said that was what? <laughs> that was the liquor talk. No, <laughs> and see what, like, this is on the record. So people know my husband was my first boyfriend. He was my first everything. So when grandma said, like, how you do all Never had a hickey to my, my my husband. All that. Yes, I'm talking about life. Oh, my gosh. Did you guys meet in high school? In college. Okay. Yes, wow. in college. Oh, so um, you was, like, real good. I was good. I was until good college. 
I mean, I was good in college too. <laughs> I was good in college. What are you talking about? I mean, she. Yeah. I was, and even in college, people were like, "Yo, people knew that Ember was not with nobody." So when I popped up with old buddy, they were like, "Nigga, now you know you're not doing it." Then I popped up with a baby. Then we popped up married. Then I popped up with another baby. And then when the third baby came, it was just like my life had declined. And so when I talk to people about relationships, commitments, it's like you have to be willing to grow with your partner. And we began to grow apart. And so people were like, well, how can you grow apart? Well, if you're not choosing to grow together, you will grow apart. So I'm a very spiritual person. Um, I consider myself like an ominous. So I see truth in everything. And so in my particular experience, I had a dream, two parallel beams going straight up. One kept going straight, one veered off. Mm. When you veer off horizontally, the horizontal path is chasing the money, is chasing the degrees, is chasing the material things. And then the vertical path are the intangibles, like character, healing, um, love, like all those things that you can't buy. I continued on this vertical path and my partner at the time decided to pursue other things. And because I wanted to focus on becoming better and healing and like, okay, my parents got a divorce. Your parents didn't work out. Our grandparents and all these generations, how can we heal this? I can't heal this by myself. And it became not fulfilling. It became toxic. And so I chose to walk away. Right. And when I chose to walk away, there wasn't a, it was the best thing that I ever did. Like people would say, well, didn't that hurt? It hurt like hell. Mm-hmm. I walked away when I was six weeks pregnant with our third child. That's how much I realized like this is not going to move us forward because a lot of people stay in relationships that are not fueling them and moving them forward because of the kids. Right. They stay and I stayed long enough because I'm like, you know, my kids. They finally get to have, they all got the same father. Right. <laughs> Just so everybody know, because people will be like, oh, she got, not that anything's wrong Ain't with that, wrong right? With it, Ain't nothing wrong with that. People need but- to mind their business about people, baby daddies. <laughs> mind your business, okay? <laughs> no, but I swear to God, like, I swear to God, when I tell people that I like, like, their first question is like, are they all his? Like, really? Really? You shush. Really? No, like, you why, like, really? why do people even, that needs to go in the trash along with, are you pregnant? Shh, 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 shh. Or with a baby. You know why? <laughs> yeah, she, she used a white voice. Yeah, I know why. I know exactly who asked that. It was a white woman. She used a white voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Try to tell y'all. Try to tell y'all. Um, but just realizing it and being able to love yourself that much, but also love that other person that much to realize, like, hey, I'm not moving you forward either. Mm. So mm-hmm. me Which is saying, rare. yeah, like I rare. love you that much to say, nah, I want to walk away. But you cannot, you cannot do things to people and not expect consequences, right? Okay. You have to be emotionally intelligent mm-hmm. and emotionally balanced for real. Like I'm trying to tell y'all, if anything, if I could leave y'all with anything, as a millennial, as a millennial parent, as a millennial friend, building friendships, building relationships, because we are still young, like six. Turning 60, that's 30 years from now. Look how long it took us to get to thir- to right. our early 30s. And imagine what we can accomplish much more if we're intentional and mindful about where we're spending our time and where we're investing in ourselves. Um, but yeah, like that whole healing process, being pregnant and still mothering my children and still working full time. There were people who would say to me, I don't know how you do it because I would be depressed. I would be this. I would be that. And I'd be like, well, shit, thank God you ain't meeting it. Right. That's thank tough. God. I feel like you really took it the way that you're supposed to take it. Whenever I'm talking to anybody and 
they're going through something, my first thing is, are you happy? And if the answer is no, I don't care what else is on the table. Like you need to focus on your happiness. Mm -hmm. If you're not putting yourself first or if I'm asking you why you aren't happy and it has something else to do with somebody else. Oh, I can't do this because of such and such. Mm -hmm. I can't Mm -hmm. do this because it's going to hurt their feelings or Mm -hmm. they're not going to like me. It's not about them. It's about you. You have to wake up with yourself every day. You have to go to sleep with yourself every day. You have to bathe yourself in the shower every day. You want to do that? I'm happy. Like, I think that is very dope. It's brave of you to leave with a baby in your stomach and make that decision for yourself and your happiness. And look at you now. Glowing. Vibrant. Talk about about both stuff. I both stuff so much, y'all, that people like... She got a nigga in the background. It's a being taking care of her right now. She ain't no way she gonna walk away. What she got? She would have. I'm single, y'all. Yeah. Okay, just put that out there. Look, look at her. Definitely. Don't don't come on our platform trying to get chose. <laughs> look at this. I'm single. Yeah. Single. Just letting y'all know. It's a trend. Everybody on their platform be single. Just trying to get chose. John Scott still asking. Right. Every time I post a story, John Scott be like, "Anybody look at that? Yeah, John. And I ain't tell you. You're thirsty." Definitely think just letting y'all know. Oh, maybe Definitely John. Never mind. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> oh no. I'm sorry. John Scott does come from Big Planet. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's crazy. But um, I just think you know that's important. So, what did it look like moving forward? With you know, did you pack? He packed. Who who packed their shit and got out? So. <laughs> <laughs> for real this is how it went like um and something big is coming up in october 1st because that will make year three for me right wow this um, is fresh oh yeah, yeah. This fresh, fresh. but for me like when i say when you move intentionally and you are intentional about your healing you're intentional about your growth exponential shit will happen for you that's true like exponentially you told me to read that book um Dang, I forget what it was. I just, I'm a, it was, a, I'll, it'll come to me. Keep going though. Um, so how did this happen? October 1st, I actually had to fly out to Florida for work and I was just like, okay, this week I'm a, I'm going to be cool. Like, you know, we're going to have this space between us. I came back that weekend to get um, more clothes and just through a whole fit. And that was the moment that I was like, when you talked about happiness and things like that, um, I'm like, I can't because this will cause me to have a miscarriage. If mm. I continue ranting and raving and trying to rationalize, I will lose this baby and I don't want to lose this baby. So when I walked away, I walked away with two weeks worth of work clothes because I was an auditor. So I traveled like the shit that I was traveling with. That's all I had. My bank account was cleared out. Mm had no money. So if I didn't have my company credit card, I would not have had to eat. I was homeless. I was sleeping on my friend's couches with my babies. And I'm like, all right, this baby going to lay on top of me and this baby going to lay on the side. Yeah. I'm going to lay on this so that they know it's cool. Like we just having sleepovers. Like that's what it is mm-hmm. in a week, like maybe three weeks later, ended up getting my own place. I, my kids, I bought my kids beds and then I was sleeping on the floor. Yes. That's why like people are like, oh, they're trying to do it. And this is what it, nah, I'm trying to tell y'all, your happiness is worth so much more. It was worth me sleeping on the floor. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I bought my first bed by myself, paid it off. My first couch by myself, paid it off. And from this point, I ended up becoming a plant-based vegan my entire pregnancy, like nine months. And so from there, it was just, 
there were more things in the background that were done to me. You guys gonna have to wait for the book or we'll catch it on another like episode. But in that, right, people, my name was thrown in the trash. Like you things that you're gonna have to deal with. But when I tell you, when you somebody said that somebody has to always keep talking to keep up with their lie. Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand it. But now when when people see me and they like, it's kind of like t- Tina and Ike Turner, right? And then she's like, I don't want nothing. I'm going to just keep your name. Like, you keep everything else. I want the name. <laughs> so I kept the name. So now it's like, oh, is that your sister? You lost, bro. You lost, bro. Niggas is asking him about you. Oh, that's wild. <laughs> that's crazy. But, I mean, look, you're here. You, you're doing a great job as a mother. What is that conversation like? Bro? What conversation? With your like, I'm sure there's you said no it's com- been three years. So but have you had that conversation with the kids? Like my kid? Oh, so okay. So my kids when everything happened, and this is important too, right? Because kids understand the difference. Right. Like they know some shit is up. Like my life has changed. And just like the pandemic, when I tell people, like, y'all gotta remember some of these kids are going into depression because they're not in school, they're not seeing their right. friends. So they're dealing with things emotionally like we are too. I knew she was dealing with things, my daughter. And so my thing would be, it's not you, your other parent, your dad. He's just working on himself right now. He loves you very much. Just instilling and reinforcing that love, right? At this time, he was getting his masters. So I'm like, oh, he's in school. It's cool. Wooty, wooty, woo. Just reinforcing, like, positivity. But I'm here for you. Don't worry about it. Now she gets to the place where she's like, all right, this, this not making wilder. sense. <laughs> <laughs> right. This not wilder. making sense, sis. What you talking about? And I'm like, you know, people, and this is where I began teaching them. People have the responsibility to treat you right. Okay. How do you break that down to a kid? What does that feel like? I want you to play with me at the park. I want you to take me in. I want you to come pick me up. I want you to do. Okay. Are you experiencing those things? No. Or if you experience them, it's like, sprinkle here, sprinkle there. It's not consistent. Okay. That does not mean that someone doesn't love you. That just means that they are working towards that or being able to do that. But also understanding that people have the responsibility to treat mommy right. What does that look like? If somebody is not treating mommy right, then they lose access to you because it's my my job to, one, protect, protect myself mm-hmm. and to protect what belongs to me, these, girls, these little yeah. girls, right? And if I'm not here, who who going to take care of them? Mm-hmm. Taking care of kids is not buying them French fries and LOL dolls. It's, it's, not, it's not that. It's enough. so much more. French fries is French fries are fire. We buy French fries every day. Like today we have Bojangles French fries with Cajun seasoning. French fries are fire. They are definitely fire. (laughs) Okay, it's true. But it's so much more than that. So the conversation became, they had their own experiences. And I feel like I could definitely tell some of them offline to y'all. But they had their own experiences where my oldest was just like, nah, I'm good. And I had to go to therapy. Like I had to go to therapy and take her to therapy too. Because I'm like... I don't know how to handle this. Is she okay? Like, did I? Nah. Kids have their own emotions. How do they process it? They got to. She understands that other people's actions have nothing to do with her. Mm -hmm. How do I know that she understands this concept? Her teacher called me. This was 2019. She's in kindergarten. She's in second grade now. I don't know. Whatever. Math is is going math. She know you know how to lie. She just 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 know you know how to ask. 
It's she, three grades. No, there. she, she did. skipped one. She did get skipped though. She oh, got right, skipped. See, she got so, skipped. All right. So then that's what the issue comes. <laughs> she got skipped. She let's got tell, skipped. Tell the story. Like, let's tell the story. She got skipped. You don't skip first grade. No, she skipped first grade, and that's why you can't do bad. <laughs> she got skipped. She got skipped. She got skipped. Um, <laughs> she definitely got skipped. Um, and so her teacher called, and she's like, "Miss Richardson, nothing is wrong, but I just want to tell you what happened. What I saw on the playground." So in my mind, I'm like. I'm like, what the fuck happened? Emery's not Emery. Emery's a fighter, but she's she's one of those people like I'm not a fighter, don't but don't push me. Right. So her teacher was like, yeah, she had like a situation on the playground, and she told the little boy, I don't like that. You need to go work on your self love. Ooh, and I, walked off. Right. And her teacher, she was like, that was the most impressive thing that I've ever seen. And she was like, and Emery went off and continued to play. Then she was like, then another little girl wasn't sharing with her. And she said to her, the little girl, I swear to God, y'all, the teacher's telling me this. She's like, Emery told the little girl, you need to work on the consistency in this friendship. And walked off. And I'm like, yo, whose kid is that? I'm like, yo, that's my kid. (laughs) On the playground spitting bars. And I know these little kids like. What bitch? Like, like, ain't nobody trying to listen to you, Janae. Relax. They went home. They went home. Like, you, Janae. Mom, what's consistency? <laughs> Turn on the toxic in this playground. Um, <laughs> they trying to hear this. I think um, being a parent, it, I feel like our parents had it hard, you know, coming from where they came from and everything. But right now, there is a completely different situation with parenting right now, and it's part of the reason why I have a hard time wrapping my mind around like bringing a child here because we got racism. We're still dealing with racism. Unfortunately, we're still, we're dealing with COVID. We're dealing with Corona. Like kids are learning from home. That right there paired with racism, man, the world is on fire. The world is on fire. How how are you navigating this with the girls? I mean, I'm sure you're telling them about it, but what does that look like for you? Yeah. So, I want to speak to racism first. Uh, We had an experience. I went take, I provide again, I'm trying to give y'all this disclaimer. I am not the end all be all. This is how I'm choosing to parent. This is a rich book parenting. parenting. I choose to give my kids experiences. So what's funny is one of my friends came over, we all chilling. I'm like, Oh, what y'all want to eat? And Emery and Ava, they like, Emery's like, Oh, I think we should have Thai food. And then Ava's (laughs) like, nah, I think we should have Japanese food. And my friend's like, what happened to McDonald's or Burger King? I provide them with experiences so that they can have culture to understand that life is more than French fries, McDonald's. Do they still get that on occasion, right? So, so somebody broke ass son can't take her kid to freaking Red Lobster and she think it's a fork and knife restaurant. Her kids get experiences. They're going to put the thing around in it. Like, no. You're showing your trauma. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I support you. You are showing your trauma. Okay. We can, Sorry, that just we're healing. Yeah, I was triggered. Like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> we saw. Okay. We can heal through it. <laughs> somebody in the comments said, Riz, Riz, somebody said, Riz, Olive God is not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, we can heal through it. I love it there. <laughs> Let's heal through it. Let's okay, so the it. girls love Japanese and Thai. So we went to a Thai restaurant. This particular day, I had on like an overall jumper with no makeup on, and I still had my locks. I had like two space buns, and I just took them out. 
the restaurant ended up putting a 20% gratuity on my bill. I already did the math, right? So when I go out, it's four of us. My two little ones split a meal and then the the oldest had her own and then I had my like veggie plate or whatever. So I already knew what my bill was. So when he brought me the, the check, I just gave my card. Because like I'm like, all right, I'm not I already knew what I'm gonna invest in this experience. When I got it back to sign it, I'm like, eighty dollars. I'm like, you ain't even give me a chance to tip you. But eighty dollars ended up saying, like, oh, we can add gratuity, showed me on the menu, but that was for their lunchtime menu and it was for groups that were six or more. So I ended up taking the receipt that I signed, but because restaurants have to keep it in order to process payments and I called the police because the worker came running out the restaurant after me. And I'm like, look, the money already came out of my bank account. So back the fuck up off of me. Didn't. Was yelling, ranting, raving, acting like, oh, this black woman is stealing her food. She's she's dining and dashing. Motherfucker, I make more than you. Chill out. I ain't got to do that. Right. Call, the, call, call the cops. The cops did come. And it happened to be a white male officer and a white female officer. The white male officer was so nasty to me and he looked at me like, and this is no offense to anyone who receives government assistance. I received government assistance before my life, but the stereotype, right, of how they look at welfare. Yo, she a welfare queen or some shit. Like she she got three kids. She black. She probably got three different baby dads. Like that's. That was how he was like, so what's the problem here? Okay, well, I didn't even let me finish. I'm going to just go talk to the restaurant. Oh, he's saying you didn't pay your bill. I said, well, if you would have stood here and finished listening to me, then I would have showed you that it's here on my bank statement that shows that they took this money out of my account. The problem is that they charged me gratuity and they shouldn't have. Oh, well, they they can do whatever they want. Like, he was just so oh. nasty. Like, he was just so not understanding. I'm like, nigga, I called y'all. Uh, I me. called you. And I'm like, help on top me. of that, you a public servant. And with the money that I fucking make, nigga, I pay you. Mm-hmm. Come on. Like, what are we doing? But my children saw that. And so I got so, I could not, I could not yell, y'all. Because I couldn't, I couldn't express my rage. Mm-hmm. Because at this time, I'm like, shit, they can arrest me right here, take my kids and say that I'm being insubordinate. They can make up some shit at yeah, this point, really right? Good. And I'm like, nah, I'm going to just. And he watched me wa- walk right to my big ass black truck and was like, oh, guess who got a report? Guess who? Oh, oh, I'm corp. Don't let this chill ass shit fool you. Right. Oh, you about to get a, a letter to the to the city. It's about to happen. Um. And so Emery was just like, that cop was not nice. Why was he? So I had to break down. It's not all police officers. It just happened to be this one officer. It just happened to be this one experience. Police are there to protect and serve because I don't want that narrative. The same thing like about even black males and black men and the father. Like that one experience is not indicative of all, Mm -hmm. like of the entire group, of the entire um, experience with them. So what was her response? Oh, don't even worry about it, mom. We don't we don't got to go back to that restaurant. We can we can open our own. You can it. do the money and I can take the order and we can find somebody to to cook. I love it. Like that's her thought process behind it. Unfortunately, right. though, so. on the other side, that's not what they're teaching their kids. I I recently yeah. heard a story <clears throat> somebody shared a story with me about how they live in this very nice neighborhood. Of course, their kids play with the other kids. Her or their child came home and they said, mommy, the little girl said that I can't play with her. 
because I'm black or something like that. Am I telling the story right? Yeah. And she had to sit down and have that conversation with her daughter about that because there are still people out here in the world telling their children that they can't play with other children because of their race. Like what? That really blows my mind. Yeah. So Emery, like, yo, maybe y'all need to have Emery on the podcast. (laughs) When she she goes to this camp every summer called Glam Camp, and it's like a girl's glam for this camp. And this year it was like more condensed because of COVID. And the director was just like, if anybody know they black, Emery knows she black. (laughs) Like it. Like she blackity blackity black, and she's just like, nah. The way y'all treat people, that's not how we treat people. So now she's at the point, and there's a meme, and I know we didn't even get to that, but there's a meme where it says with Ike Turner, and it's like how I look at white people when they hear my kids say hi and they don't respond back. <laughs> that's how Emery is. Like if Jace or Ava is like hi and they don't speak, she's like, they didn't hear, they didn't hear my sister say hi, and I'm like, sis, relax, hey, sis, we, we can't get them all, we can't get them all, calm it sis. down, sis. I love it. I think um okay, last thing before we before we move on. Corona. How are the girls navigating this with not being in school and everything? I know the two year old were they in so, childcare before? Yeah, so Emory, they go to a pan African school um called Saint Sia Academy. Y'all support as much as we're supporting black businesses, small black businesses, support small private owned black institutions mm-hmm. that are educating our young children. Um, so they go to that. So Ava actually was in their kindergarten program, but I was like, it will be best if I just pull her out because she's still three, even though she was like excelling. I'm like, nah, let's take our time. Um, so what does that look like? The virtual online experience, very engaging. The school provides like all the experiment, experiment um, resources and things like that. Like everything is laid out. So there's not much that you have to do or that. And it's so intimate and it's so engaging. And then they see themselves, right? Um, they also offer like COVID friendly, like tennis, like those type of extracurricular oh, nice. experiences. So you sign up for uh, for it, meet at the park and do things like that. Um, in the house though, going to the store for a long time, I did not let my kids come out the house. Um, just being mindful and protective of them. Mm-hmm. But now we go everywhere. Them sis, they see me putting my shoes on. They like, got my shoes, got my mask, got my shoes, got my mask. Uh, but just, we do elderberry, like just, I'm teaching them about health, like holistic health, like taking care of themselves, things that I was not taught. Um, so Corona, Emery, she's just been like, the Rona ain't going yet. Right, like, how is I'm it like, still here? I'm like, how are we still know. hanging out with Miss Rona? I don't know. We all saying her. Um, but it gives us more time for more like outdoor experiences. Um, taking walks, doing hopscotch. Like we, I had a a cookout. I ended up tur- the cookout ended up turning into a block party. I'm talking about we was double dutching on the street, um, oh hopscotch God. and stuff out here. I'm like, it's lit. Like just giving them those cultural experiences. So they don't um, really feel like they're missing out on anything. Nah. It doesn't feel like I think if if you approach it the wrong way, it can feel like yeah. everything is crashing down. Yeah. But I guess the key is to make it seem like everything is still normal. Right. And pivot. Like, so I'm working on publishing an ebook. I talked about this on my live the other day. Run your life like a business. Mm-hmm. Systems and processes. And business when even with COVID. What COVID showed was how can we pivot as business owners? How can we pivot as individuals, as pe- as people? 
the people who survived and thrived were able to pivot their business in a different way, a different perspective. Some restaurants that were not able to open, they ended up starting catering and meal prepping because people, even though they're at home, they don't want to fucking cook. So, okay, well, this is how we're going to do it. Or we're going to deliver and we're going to amp it up this way. Um, And so just being able to pivot what that looks like. The only thing that is noticeable that my kids are like, you playing is that they haven't been on a plane this year. Cause we like, we travel like me and my, we travel all of me and my girls, even down to the baby. She's only two have been on flights. Like we catch flights. So we already had, we was going to Canada and we were going to Africa, but we can't go. So I'm like, Oh, it's okay. We just going to go next year. It's cool. We just got to be mindful. Don't even worry about it. So that's the only thing. So I'm thinking about taking them on like a domestic flight somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, don't go to Florida. No, don't go to Florida. Well, go, but be careful. They they wilding out there. Oh, they wilding in Florida. Oh, nah. When I see people wilding, like everybody going to Mexico, I'm like, nah, nah, nah. nah I'm gonna just stay here. So we may end up going to the mountains or to the mm. beach or something. I mean, everybody's going to the same place in Mexico. Like, you don't have to go to that place. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's other place. There's mountains in uh, Mexico. Tulum's yeah. not the only place people have to. Go. I was like, what is Tulum? <laughs> I'm like, what is that? Like. Y'all, I'm the most. I don't even want to tell y'all the spot we went to in uh, Mexico. We're going to keep that on the hush because that's in case we want to dip off. Right, Bo? Mm-hmm. That's so cute. <laughs> that's so cute. They cute. You be getting sick, don't you? Sick. You ain't seen him Trash. with his girlfriend. It's trash. <laughs> you want to talk about sick? They be whispering sweet nothings, licking on each other. I seen her. I seen her lick his ear one now time. You, now you Ooh, see. I was like, dang, she's listen, wilding. Now you see, what goes, you see what goes on when there's cap. Like, <laughs> Big cap. She capping. You the one with the cap on. You got two <laughs> over there. <laughs> like, it's a big cap. <laughs> big cap. All right, cap. guys. Uh, before we wrap up this conversation, a rich book. Do you want to tell the people? Well, we'll save it. We'll save it. Let's go ahead and take a break, and we'll be back with our final thoughts. All right, and we're back. So, for our final thoughts, I kind of want to touch a little bit more on parenting. I know you took some things into parenting that you learned from your parents, what is something that you feel like you had to unlearn to be able to parent your girls in the right way? Um, Definitely listening, listening to understand. Um, And a lot of different faiths in one particular faith, they say from the mouths of babe, right? God, God will speak. Mm -hmm. So even just listening um, to Children instead of be like, all right, be quiet, like chill out. You don't know what you're saying. You don't know what you're talking about because children will give you some really good ass ideas. You'd be like, damn, this is not working. And I'll say, well, what if you try it like this? And you're like, well, you don't know nothing, but not. Nah, all right, let's try it like that. And then it works. And I'll be high fiving my kids. I'm like, well, shit, thanks. I, mommy, think about it like that. Thank you for offering me this new perspective. Thank you for offering me this new observation. So definitely listening and and bigging, bigging up my kids, like no cat. I went to a conference and Emery came with me and I had to speak. She had on pink rain boots, a polka dot shirt and like some striped pants. And before I, she was smiling, posing, I'm like, Shh. and my, I said, yo, it's a shame how much I hype my kids up. I'm like, it's, it's a shame. And sometimes that's one thing that I like, it's okay to hype your kid up. Yeah, it's okay to up. big them up. It's okay to show them hella love that they build that confidence because if they don't have that confidence at home and they go out into that real world with somebody like you think you better because you this. Nah, bitch, I am better. 
Man, listen, we are raising. I'm not raising nobody. You, are, I'm raising. I'm raising these plants. These plants are growing. I got plants too. Okay? I got plants these too. Plants are, but you, I feel good. You know, sometimes I look at parents and I'm like, ooh, I don't know about them kids. But the rich book girls, oh, they them good. rich book girls, they, they good. good. They funny. They gonna be good. I love they to funny. see it. I really do. Um, so I mean. If anybody out there is listening and they're inspired to have babies, we got a playlist for that. Oh, oh I do not want that playlist. <laughs> Sis ain't having no more kids. If you don't have kids, don't do it. Do it when you're ready. At, look at the advice she finally gave us. Nah, this, That's the, right. this is for my millennials, for real, because I have too many people out here who like, oh, I got baby fever. Fuck your baby fever. Okay, gas them kids up. And then the start to told us, you know what? Don't just do don't, do don't do it. Crazy. Don't do it. Look, they be your old people. <laughs> it's work. It's work. It's definitely work. Uh, what is this? Oh, we're here now. Uh, you are now tuned in. You are now tuned in. You are now tuned in to WMEZ. This week's baby maker is from. Um, I might be fucking this name up. I apologize. It is uh Zene Soul. Zene Soul. Z e n e Soul. And this song is called Dick Game here Whoa. on WMEZ. Is he a local artist? It's a girl. It's actually oh, active. Active. Sorry. And what is it called? So that was a dick game that has been added to your baby maker playlist. If you enjoyed that one, uh, the way I did, uh, you is can that go, a real playlist? Yeah, you can go to your favorite uh app, Spotify, title or Apple Music. Type uh, in textually. I gotta active, drive back, so type in textually active podcast. The WMEZ baby maker will come up. Oh, and you too can vibe to these baby maker. I vibes will vibe here on WMEZ. <laughs> Textually active. <laughs> uh, yeah, that whole playlist, like I used to listen to it when I was studying. Now listen to it. Like, you know, sometimes you want to hear music that you never hear before somewhere that you don't know. Like I listened to that playlist so much that I started knowing the songs to the words. I'm like, damn, I'll be out a little bit. But yeah, some of those artists really good. Actually, all of those artists are really good. That playlist is good for a mood. I know we call it the baby maker playlist, but it's, it's a vibe. You just, like, vibe so I can use it when I'm skating. Yeah, you can. And All you right. just feel like, oh, I'm one of those vibe ass skaters. I'm not trying to be out here. You got to give like, me the details on your skates. I need some cool. skates. Are they one in line or for? No, girls? they're quads. They're quads. I got them from Impala 
And so what I've been learning about the skates, uh, that they're hybrid wheels. So I learned to skate outside Ooh. and now I'm learning to skate inside a rink. Completely different. Yeah, that floor is Completely slippery. Completely different. Slippery. All right. Pull out your memes, guys. What do you guys have for your meme of the week? I can start because I just, um, I just found mine a, a couple seconds ago. Uh, hold on. It's over here. I'm, I'm pulling it out now. All right. So when you when you were talking about, you know, being expressive as of course, it goes to the top of my album. When you're talking about being expressive as a child, this is what I thought of. So I tweet for the girls that stayed on the deans and principals list, but also got too talkative and somehow. um, Yeah. Damn, I read that wrong. I'll say it again. <laughs> she was talking. I tweet for all the girls that stayed on the dean's list and principal's list, but too talkative, somehow remained written on their report cards. This is, uh, your daughter is a great student. She just talks to everyone and is safe. Now look at you doing a podcast. That's funny because I definitely did get that. Right. And I, I always got too talkative. And there's another one. I tweet for the niggas that got too talkative on all their elementary school report cards, but was too shy to talk to women. <laughs> I was always too talkative, but shy to talk to the guys. That was me. What y'all got? I'll go next. Uh, yeah. Because I was in my bag. I've been in my bag. Continue to be in this bag. Uh, question. Did you see my story? Answer. No. You posted an inspirational quote about letting go of what don't serve you, so I muted it. Oh, okay. I got one. That, that, was, that yeah. That's, that's really wild. Good. That's, yeah, that's, that's really up. fucking good. So, okay. So, is this, are these like from Twitter? You guys it doesn't Twitter? matter. Let's find something. Okay. Yeah. That's wild. Okay. So, one meme, I don't even have it up because I remember it. And I, it's funny because I shared it multiple times, but it just came up on my story. And, it's like you walk into heaven mm-hmm. and you like you like God, I see you got some roaches. Uh, you see your ex. That's you funny. see you walk into heaven, you see your ex and you like, God, I see you got roaches. How you and God like here? don't start. That's don't funny. start. That's hilarious. That means it's hilarious. That's, that's a don't start. That's funny. That is great. Okay. So Even if you get rid of the X part that you <laughs> I thought it was God, you got some roaches, not the Yeah. That's crazy. So, A. Rich Book, what do you have coming up? Where can the people, where can they find you? What are you working on next? What's going on? For real, stay connected with me, sorry, on Instagram at a.richbook, um, on Twitter, A. Rich Book. Um, I have a interactive journal called Ask, Receive, Act that is available for pre-order for only 11.11. And what is that jumpstarting the life that you desire? So if anything that I shared resonated with you, this particular workbook just talks about how to level up in your life experience and making it your own. Um, follow the podcast at For the Love of Millennials. Get you some merch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For the Love of Millennials. That has, we got some sweatshirts coming. We got some really dope things. So definitely stay connected. Um, once you come to A Rich Book, a.richbook, you'll find everything that you need to stay connected with me. Thank right. y'all for having me. For real, thank y'all for having no, me. No, thank you for coming. I I feel like people often say they really enjoyed the Tiffany episode. What other ones do they like? John Scott. They love John Scott. Anytime we bring the old gang back together. Yep, Aww. they loved our friend with the Zodiac. So I think you're, you're, you might 
might be in the Hall of Fame with T.A. with this one. I hope, I hope it was so. the gems that she was dropping, babe. It was oh. the emotional intelligence for me. I'm starting, to, I'm starting to think they don't even like us. <laughs> I know. They be like, nah. I mean, it's the ones with the guests for me. And like, what do you come here every week? Anyway. If you like what you heard here, we'll be back next Tuesday at 6 a.m. If you're a new listener, shout out to y'all. Um, we kept it clean for y'all because a rich book was here. Uh, yeah, uh, it's just a warning. It gets a little gets a little crazy yeah, if you go if <laughs> scrolling you, through these episodes. And if you if you just seen anything about your timeline lately, we could have went there, but we decided not to. Yeah, um, I appreciate you guys because I was trying to catch up to all of the everything. I am so hey, hey, we, 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 we don't talk about we, it. We, we won't talk it. about. We gonna hold it for next week. We, we won't talk about marinated. Sometimes when shit hot, you gotta let it cool off. That shit is hot right now. Right now, not um, right now. We gonna let it cool off. We gonna see y'all next Tuesday. I might have to put an album. Out. You gonna have to do what? <laughs> I might have to put an album. Out. An album out. Yeah, me too. Uh, Can I get just a feature? tweet it, album going live? Going live at. All right. Just, all right, let's go. Uh, right. I gotta go to work. Let's go. We'll be back <laughs> next week, uh, next Tuesday at six a.m. If you want to keep up with us during the week, we're on Instagram at Textually Active Pod. We're on YouTube at Textually Active Pod. We just went through our YouTube channel. It is a uh, very uh, that's just like that's yeah. just okay. It's, it's about growth. Like, uh, yeah. You, you can Started see the from growth. the bottom now. Yeah, 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 you can see the growth. Start, anyway, uh, don't you can judge keep up us. with us on Facebook at Textually Active Pod. Uh, we love you guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Textually Active Podcast. This podcast is a full-service production from the Open Media Lab. Be sure to check in every Textual Tuesday along with following them on all social media at Textually Active Pod. Textually Active is a part of the Open Media Network.